They say that money can't buy happiness, but that's untrue. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and get your slice of the good life. All right, welcome to the Bamscast Variety Hour. Hey, hey, hey Bamscast hey, Variety right. Hour, Woo, episode twenty-three of this yeah. thing. Correct. This experiment gone wrong. <laughs> it's it's this, not an experiment. This it's very necessary. Yeah. <laughs> that we're only going to do for a couple months before yeah, things it'll be fine. back to normal. Yeah. People in charge will f- straighten this out, and we'll be back in the studio in no time. No problems. So <sighs> I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yeah, uh, we are we are BJ less this week story of my life yep. yeah yeah <laughs> but, but we're still here to deliver jokes and uh things things that we've been watching what have we been doing not video games because we just did a couple no, no, no. A, a pair of no yeah. quarters our sister yeah podcast. that's where we've been for yeah. the past month other yep, than we didn't leave have, other than having to take kind of a week off last week that just kind of happened so yeah but that's yeah. life but um yeah so we're here to catch up so who's been watching <laughs> and mustard? Uh, no, who's, been, <laughs> who's, uh, who's been watching Pickles. what? <laughs> Sauerkraut. <laughs> well, I think Relish. Mackie and I, Mackie and I have a movie in common, so that's maybe uh, we do. We yeah, let's yeah. let's start with that one with the new hot banger. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hubie Halloween. Yeah, Adam Sandler's new Netflix thing. Uh huh. His. 45th venture into Netflix movies. Yep. How, how yeah. is that? It's a little different from the rest of the output lately in that I think Chuck, you pointed it out best. Yeah. It's a 90s movie. Yes. That they made in 2020. It feels like a Happy Madison script they had floating around that they just couldn't figure out how to get made in the 90s. So they mm-hmm. didn't and they just dug it up. It it are very talking, much feels like that early stuff. Are we talking about Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, or are we talking about Little Nicky? <laughs> um, Both. <laughs> okay. It's same more director boy is, than anything. It's mm. same director as Little Nicky. He's also doing a voice where you're like, please stop doing the voice. Mm. Well, the name is Hubie Dubois, so yeah. of course he's like, oh, I can do the water boy accent. And, <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna. Yeah, except he's a 55-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, he just... That's the thing, man. He just, like, he commits to it. hmm And it's weird because it's like this town just lives to gleefully berate this mentally handicapped guy walking around all the time annoying them. Back up a second. So here's the premise of the movie. Yeah. Uh Adam Sandler is this guy who has de- decided he is the like the hall monitor for Halloween. He's just like the safety officer for mm-hmm. unofficially for Halloween things. But also he hates Halloween like he's scared of fucking everything. So I don't know why this is the holiday. He has chosen to be like, this is my claim to fame. But mm-hmm. and yeah. there are there are spooky things happening in town while the entire town hates his ever loving guts, except for the hot lady in town. <laughs> Who is suddenly, for some reason, decides she wants to be with him in the worst way. <laughs> yeah. Also, inex- inexplicably, as a 90s movie. Yes. Is pretty much uh, like that. That's your 90s tie right there. It's like super hot woman wants to be with. Yeah. He's just walking around going. And she's like, I'm going to fuck that guy. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's, I mean, there's a few running gags that I really enjoyed. Uh, the escalation of things being thrown at him while he's riding his bike. I just about continued lost it to get me at the yeah. last batch of those things. <laughs> and some of his freakouts are just like classic Sandler when he gets scared at something. Yeah, like the, when he walks into his house and gets scared by something, and he like <laughs> he throws a bike helmet at it, and he like. I think he didn't realize, like, it's one of those takes where he didn't realize what he did, but he just fucking <laughs> destroys whatever this thing is that scared him. Yeah, he decapitates, like, a pumpkin man or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I 
and I laughed at some of that, but it's just like, it's got kind of, I think the difference between this, between like being a regular 90s Sandler movie and a modern thing is it's kind of got the modern, all right, this is uncomfortable. How far can we push the uncomfortableness and force this character to not realize how uncomfortable everything is? And they do that a lot early on. And that kind of doesn't work. Like, I don't I don't think Sandler and his characters are really designed well for that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's free. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's not... It's not his worst. Jen hated it. Like, absolutely hated it. It was like, whoever said that this was better than they thought is a fucking idiot. And I was like, okay, yeah. Whatever. But, I mean, it's... I laughed a few times, but yeah, it's kind of... It, it is it, a... It, it's a real simple watch. It's it's an easy... It, it never strays so far to where you were just like, I want to punch my television. Mm-hmm. Like but, ten minutes will go by, and you're you're like sitting there recognizing, okay, they're doing jokes. I don't find any of these jokes funny, mm-hmm. but then they will do something out of nowhere that is just hysterical. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, there so are it, a few true laughs in the movie, yeah. but yeah, they're like broken up. Like when the radio DJ shows up, it's actually pretty damn good as well <laughs> near the end of the movie. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's also got the modern Sandler movie problem of there's like 45 named characters in it. They're right. like, they're like, we're in this town and you're going to meet everybody. And yeah. it's like, okay. Like, you know, where it's like, I feel like they could have had a much tighter movie if they had, you know, stuck with Ray Liotta, you know, and like right, Ray Liotta's co- in it. <laughs> yeah. Combine some of his nemeses from the town into, you know, less characters. Yeah. You know, because like the 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 Tim Meadows thing is pretty funny, even though it's kind of one note, it still mm-hmm. kind of keeps working with him and Maya Rudolph. But it's still like it feels like you could excise a couple of those characters and not and like you know shift them to one character and it wouldn't harm the movie that much. Yeah, yeah, especially when it when you get to the end and you realize what the movie is doing and it's it seems to be omitting a lot of these characters for whatever reason. Yeah. I I. I think the movie is rather aimless at times. It's just self-indulgent. They are just killing time, basically. They're not really doing anything specific, especially to the plot, for a long time, Mm -hmm. actually. Uh, And I think where the plot eventually goes is 100% wrong for the the moral this movie is trying to to convey. It doesn't go in the right place at all. You've got this scaredy cat that the town hates and he needs to do something to become a hero and the movie does not do it well at all. It's mm-hmm. just it, more of a contrivance at the end to get everyone on his side. But yeah. Yeah. It is very much the nineties unearned happy ending. Sure. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, most comedies in that age had, I mean, it is so of that era that there are characters in this from happy Gilmore. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it starts right away with a cameo from someone from Happy Gilmore playing that character. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I just look at it. I, I'm honestly rather amazed if you think about it, because he has been doing this for 25 years now. And it's at the same level that he's been doing it since he started making movies mm-hmm. like the Like for better or worse, the movies are still what they are. It's get all your friends together and have a good time. What it looks like. And the fact that he is someone who is still doing it at that level 25 years later is impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't always work. I, I have I have liked some of the Netflix ones and I have hated some of the Netflix ones. The The Ridiculous Six is fucking garbage. And Murder Mystery is just a movie that has no jokes in it whatsoever. But occasionally one like this comes along and because it was Halloween, it was the right time for it. So it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, this is an OK thing. I would put this on. This is. This is a thing that has some jokes in it and some of them work. And like Mackie was saying, the escalation of one thing is just <laughs> the running gag is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there is some good stuff there. But yeah, in general, it's just kind of like, all right. I just I wish he hadn't done the accent for the yes, whole movie. Absolutely. You know, like, I wish he had just been a normal person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like I think he gets bored doing that. So he has to be something yep. else. And. God help me. 
I, 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 not like you guys. I know you guys have been like, man, Kevin James should be launched into the sun. Uh, there are times that I think Kevin James is perfectly fine, and he is perfectly fine in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot about him, but yeah, he is <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. I don't so. think I have a problem with Kevin James as a person. I think I just have a problem with Kevin James doing the like discount Chris Farley thing. He, it, not in this one. Well, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely that, not the, doing that here. That's the thing. There's no fatty fall down stuff. Right. With him that's in this one. That's yeah. What I had no tolerance for. Yeah. No. Yeah. Adam Sandler is 100 percent the butt of the joke all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire town has focused their hatred on him, and it's so weird. It's just it's just because he's old and out of touch, and you know, wants kids to have fun in like a 1960s kind of way, mm-hmm. and everyone is like, no, fuck you. <laughs> there's a scene where he is running through one of those like modern haunted, haunted houses and the people are doing their job which is to try and scare him and he's losing his mind and you just see the reaction of these characters like oh god no sir sorry <laughs> oh, please what, to the point where one guy's just like sir you know this isn't real right I mean, <laughs> it just it, yeah I, I mean yeah. there is it's like there's enough talented people there involved in this that you end up with moments like that where you're just like, okay, that's, that's great. Yeah. But the problem is I feel like they, they're all first draft stuff, you know, or it's like, Hey, I had an idea. Let's, I wanted to do this in a movie. And so they're like, yeah, we'll stick it in there. And it just kind of ends up there. But I have a feeling after three hotel Transylvania movies, they probably had a, a notebook of quote unquote Halloween ideas. Yeah. And it was just, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I might watch it. The only Adam Sandler movie I've subjected myself to is Uncut Gems. I mean, so it's like I haven't really like gone down any of the Netflix rabbit holes. And it, I mean, for you to say it's kind of like one of his '90s one, it's at least that sounds slightly better than what little bit I know about Ridiculous Six and things like that. Or it's just like mm-hmm. no, yeah. I mean, it's another one of his things where all of his friends pop up in it in some way, shape, or form, but it's not as egregious as Ridiculous 6, where it's just like, you guys are just fucking around and getting paid for it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's not Grown Ups, where it's just like, we want a vacation. Right. Or Grown Ups 2, where they're like, let's have another vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally fine. You can watch it. Okay, maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a Netflix subscription? <laughs> I, I do. Then yes, you can watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what else have you watched? Netflix or not? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, let's see. Yeah, you watch something. While we were talking about some subscription things. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I, well, I, all right. So I think, I, I think I've hinted that I, I was watching the Val, the, the uh, Nexium documentary uh-huh. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Well, it's, it's wrapped up. S- sort of <laughs> so like it was a nine yeah, apparently they're on season two now yeah hell the hell <laughs> yeah okay so it was one of those weird hbo like oh, we're doing nine episodes and it's like what the fuck is it with you in nine episodes like what the- <laughs> like um but, uh yeah so it was like by episode nine it's it's not to say that i wasn't i don't know if enjoying is the right word it wasn't like i don't know i i was i was motivated to keep watching it you know but like by episode nine i was like all right let's wrap this shit up b like you know get to the arrests and like let's wrap this shit up like there's only so many times you can like tell me you know the horrible things that were happening people where it's like before i'm like all right fucking justice time like let's get to it like i i'm in the future i know this guy's in jail get to that fucking point you know like and and then they were like see you know the val part two and i was just like fuck <laughs> like, i'm like no not more <laughs> like, <laughs> so you're not ready to vow no, harder i was like i think i'm done like i was like yeah i got it he's bad like <laughs> so i've heard a lot of people complaining basically that the main characters who are providing a lot of the footage and the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. kind of seem like they're trying to make themselves look better and then and everyone else worse and I mean, I haven't watched any of it, but this is just the stuff I've gleaned from a lot of people who are like, I think I have to stop watching this because I just can't deal with how it's kind of shown to be somewhat one-sided about everything that it's saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Like that the filmmakers kind of have to side with them or they don't get the footage, basically. 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's see, that's the fucking that's the way it ends. Is it's like you know, this just aired what this that last Sunday I think, and you know there was Mm. there was some footage they claim was from like last month at the very end of it or whatever. Where, you know, and it was like supposedly a phone call with the dude who's in jail or whatever. And that's the way it kind of ends. It's like, oh, I, you know, I understand like, you know, having to gather your, your footage and the story and stuff that you, like you did. But do you want to hear the other side? And then it's like click and it's like that in like coming the battle of season two. And I'm like, I don't need a fucking both sides of this thing. Like, you know, like there's no fucking <laughs> both sides of this like at all. Like, you know. I don't. I don't feel like it's just to me when it's yeah. one of those things. It's like it's a little too cut and dry. Like it's all fucking scummy and shitty, and like mm-hmm. you know, there's no, there's no second side to this, and I don't know or care or want to know. You know, like and I, you know, like I said, I was already like, okay, I get it. Like a lot of this, like you know, it's it's interviews and stuff with uh, people that have gotten out and survivors and things like that, and. But there's a lot of footage like they were capturing a lot of footage while they were in the thing of the guy saying things on tape. And it's just like you're going to try to refute that. Like, you know, I'm I'm at the point in my life. It's like if you're on tape saying shit repeatedly over a long period of time, you don't get to like tell your fucking side of the story. You know, like <laughs> what you say in private is fucking who you are. Like, you know, like, yeah. and like, you know, and it's like at the end of the day, it's like I'm real tired of this, like trying to justify like horrible behavior in you know, what, what were other people like uh, acquiescent to it? Sure. I, maybe, I don't know, but like, it's also a fucking cult. So it's all about messing with your mind and shit. So it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, maybe it was like taking advantage of like people who are in not a good mental state at the point in time, whatever, but it's still, it's fucking engineered to like harm people. And that's last I checked fucking illegal. So, you know, there's not really mm-hmm. a both side to that, <laughs> you know? So yeah. whatever. And, and you know, and, and the most innocent, it's, it's a fucking pyramid scheme bullshit thing to bilk money from, you know, affluent people at, you know, at worst, it's a fucking sex trafficking slave trade thing you know, with like branding and shit. You know, it's like, OK, you know, like either way, it's fucking shitty. <laughs> you know, there's not really another side to this coin, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's just like by the time it was over, like I was really ready for it to be over. And then like that done, done, you know, it's like. It's kind of like it's like at the last dance they'd be like, yeah, but what about the last dance too? And it's like, wait, fucking Jordan retired. Like, what? There's no fucking like, <laughs> like, like it, that's the end. Like, what the and fuck? And then he joined the Wizards. Yeah, like, I don't really give a shit about his time at the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like if you were just like that invested, you're like, oh man, final episode. Here we go. Like fucking into the last dance. It'd be like last dance two coming soon. It's like, what? <laughs> this is like Charles Barkley's side of the story. Like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, just, it was weird, but yeah, that's one of the things I watched. Cool. Do you want me to go on? Or? Uh, I saw a documentary. Okay. <gasps> I want to follow on that. Uh, finally got to watch Beastie Boys' story. Oh, there we go. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a yeah a Beastie Boys uh, TED Talk. Basically, with yeah. The, with the last two Beasties that are <laughs> still alive. <laughs> I mean, it's... As someone who hasn't read the book and thought I knew a lot about them, there's like a lot of things I didn't know that show up there that you know was good and it just reminds me of how many damn good songs they have and you know basically like their first five albums are all classics in very different ways well maybe mm-hmm. like ill communication and check your head are kind of the most similar out of all of them but you know and i'm not really a fan of the first one and they very clearly are not either <laughs> they seem to be like they're fans of building up to the first album and then it seems like everything after that, they're like, man, fuck that period in our lives forever. But they also spend a lot of time on it. And that's what seemed weird is it's like they spend so much time on it. And then it's like, yeah. And then Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin took all our money. And uh, so we went out to L.A. and we we're going to make Paul's Boutique. It was going to be the biggest album ever. And then nobody cared. And now people only like it 20 years later. <laughs> you know, and but it's like they get to Hello Nasty and then they're like, yeah, and then we put this out because we were back in New York and it was awesome. And then they're like, the next thing is like 10 years later when, you know, they kind of talk around Adam Yalk getting diagnosed with cancer and the last concert they do. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, good, good talking with you guys. We'll see ya. And it's like, no, you put out like three albums after that and you don't mention any of it. <laughs> you know, it, it just, that was what was weird to me. It was like, 
did they talk about that at the show and then just nobody cared or or what you know like that that part seemed weird to me because they're like yeah we did hello nasty and then we retired (laughs) i more more i find documentaries doing that where it's just don't talk about this because nobody cares and then i I, then i'm sitting there like i care (laughs) yeah it's it's like hey talk about who is hey fuck you about let's hear it come on and you know they never get to any of that stuff so like is it about eminem we want to know you won't tell us oh yeah but otherwise i mean it's just it's yeah it's just it's good stuff i it was i it was well made it's about the best most entertaining ted talk you're gonna see but yeah i just kind of wish like i really liked all the behind the scenes stuff from early on but i wish there was more of later in the future and you know i just i like that they recognize how many times they kind of had to be rebirthed to continue to make it because you know it really is talking about fight for your right it's a reminder of how much the music industry was back then where it was like okay we're done with you like and once the record company said they were done with you like fans and everyone else was like yeah we're done with you you're trash get out of here you know it's like and that's why paul's boutique was just nothing was because everyone's like oh yeah that's the you know that's the guys who made license to ill fuck them i'm not buying that you know and i mean i i remember it well that it was just like yeah when check your head came out it took like so many people i knew in high school being like it had to like be passed around from everyone being like no seriously you have to hear this and it was like you're like no it's those fucking idiots that made fight for your right to party i liked that when i was in like sixth grade but whatever <laughs> now you know and then you like then it was like okay yeah this like every song on this is fucking awesome and you know it just it it speaks to their talent that they were kind of rose above that and were able to push through it and actually get to keep making albums and didn't just kind of vanish as they were clearly uh clearly heading towards at least as far as the in their words that pretty much they made it sound like that so hmm. yeah but it's worth watching if i guess if you have apple plus yeah yeah i think that's the only i mean or you know illicit ways but yeah that's the only place yeah, it is right now yeah yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they might have it on like. I think they might have like uh, released it a like proper video on demand, like for or, other yeah, services, sold maybe. it on iTunes yeah. or something. So I, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's how how I watched it. Yeah, it's pretty great. I got a documentary. Oh. Wow, three for three on documentaries, huh? <laughs> Speaking of a story that seems to omit certain details that you're super curious about, uh-huh. uh huh. I watched Console Wars. I try to. Is, I, yeah. I, is that is that's the thing that popped up on Netflix, right? About the high scores thing, right? No. Nope. Oh, that's nope. what the fuck is this that? This is called? the this is the CBS access all access documentary about oh. the battle between Nintendo and Sega. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um. So, okay, this was a book first, and I remember when the book came out, or shortly thereafter, uh, Seth Rogen's production company li- licensed it, basically, and I was like, oh man, this is. They never was like, oh, the story's so crazy. It's going to make a wacky movie. It's going to be great. Um, and then they made this documentary. Mm-hmm. And that and so I was like, oh, well, OK, maybe, you know, for whatever reason, the the movie fell apart. Um, but I, I, I hear the story's crazy. It's it's so crazy. The battle between Nintendo and Sega. Oh, my God, it's going to be crazy. Uh, it's not crazy. It's it's not. It's, it's a not, bunch of Japanese guys in boardrooms. Well, it's not even that because basically it doesn't focus on any of them at all. It focuses entirely on Sega of America and them trying to wrestle the Genesis stuff away from Japan and just be like, we got this. Just let us do our thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we will dominate. Um there are some interesting, like, okay, so Nintendo was this juggernaut, and apparently they had some real bullheaded business practices where they just had a monopoly over all the retailers and everything, and Sega was like, that's, you shouldn't be able to do that, and Nintendo was like, we should totally be able to do that, and then that's their beef, so <laughs> Sega mm. has to do some weird shit, like, um, like they couldn't get they couldn't get retail space in Walmart, so they built a Sega store in Bentonville, right outside the headquarters of Walmart, and it was crazy busy all the time. And it just 
wore Walmart down and they were like, okay, you can put your shit in our stores. That's fine. So that's probably the craziest story they tell mm-hmm. in this thing of, of building a store right in front of the, the headquarters of Walmart. So they noticed me. Um, so here's the weird thing. Uh, this documentary does not mention the Master System, the Game Gear, the Sega CD, or the 32X. Okay. They're just like, Sega was around for a while, and maybe they did some things, and oh my god, it's the Genesis, and they've got attitude, and it's crazy. And then they tried to make a Saturn, I don't know, and then it's over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Fuck you, Dreamcast. So no, not even any talk of the Dreamcast. They, they don't the even, second not best even, console of all time. They don't even get close to the Dreamcast. It's basically... <laughs> Like they they made this the Genesis and gained a bunch of ground and it was everyone loved it and, and then it's, it's not really console wars either it's just here's Sega, here's the Sega story is what right. it sounds or it's, the it's Genesis mostly, story it's mostly told from Sega's point of view because Sega comes off as the good guys of the story because everyone they interview from Nintendo is basically how dare they you know we were doing just fine until Sega came along how dare they. <laughs> And they still seem to hold it like there will be stories like and then this guy left and he went to Sega. How dare he? And it's like, <laughs> the fuck, guys? <laughs> this it's, man it's, is without honor. It's very reminiscent of the, the documentary about uh, WWE and WCW, uh, mm-hmm. their their dumb battle where like one side is like, we just want to make money. And the other side is like, we're going to die unless we defeat you. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. So. It's it's interesting. It's entertaining. Uh, it's overproduced. Of course, there's a bunch of documentary bullshit in it. You know, that kind of just over like here's a bunch of eight bit graphics to explain things that we don't have footage yeah. for. And I guess it would be sixteen bit graphics if we're doing Sega mm-hmm. Genesis stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, the the series of events that led to uh the Saturn basically are pretty interesting in terms of like how you know they had partnered with one company and then Sega Japan said no and then they partnered with Nintendo for the Nintendo 64 um they also act like Donkey Kong Country is the thing that changed the war forever and I don't remember that game being the thing that set the world on fire but maybe I'm wrong it was know. a pretty big deal back then it, it was but it just it seemed like it seemed like the documentary's narrative was, and then Nintendo was destroyed, and then all of a sudden, from the ashes, a hero from the 80s emerged. It's Donkey Kong, and they won. So, um, I did find out later that, so, they did this documentary, but they still hold the rights, and they're doing, like, some sort of fictionalized television show version of it. But that's coming way later. Yeah. But... You know, I, when I heard they were licensing the rights, I was like, man, this is going to be like Seth Rogen and James Franco, and they're going to be shitting on each other's desks, and it'll be like, ha mm-hmm. take that, Nintendo. <laughs> Not quite. I shit on your desk. <laughs> you know. You know Flush this down are. your pipes, Mario. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. 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 There's, you know, a lot of old footage of stuff in it that's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Old E3s and CES and that Back when those shows used to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Like fucking crazy. So it, it's it's worth watching. It's it's just not as as crazy as I thought it was going to be. So. Hmm. Uh, I have no segues. I mean, I watched another documentary, but I don't I don't know. I have like almost no opinion on it. So <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I have another thing that's kind of real world ish. Okay. <laughs> Well, sure. maybe it might be what I was about to transition into. Uh, well, it might spin out of this. So, um, my God, this feels like a month ago. Uh, the Comey rule came on Showtime. That's the, what the I was two- going oh, to yeah. talk about. Yes. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I watched the Comey rule, the the two part Showtime thing, which I think is is entertaining. Um, as far as those like ripped from the headlines, kind of like you you know all this stuff, but it's it's interesting to see it you know, acted out basically. Um, It's, it's, it's a well acted one of those things. Obviously some of it has to be made up because it's all based on Comey's book. And there are moments that he would have no idea what's being said or what characters are thinking or doing. So they had to just come up with something to help the narrative along Mm -hmm. also from his point of view, which means that, it's not going to be highly critical of anything. Yeah. That he made the right choice did. by putting out that email. I 
but the way the movie presents it sure seemed like there was no right choice in this matter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I actually you, would be inclined to believe that. If but. you if you look at this story as a fictional thing, if you are able to remove yourself from the nightmare hellhole that we are currently in, mm-hmm. um, and you just look at it from like, this fictional FBI man had an impossible choice to make, and neither way would it have gone well, but he sure shouldn't have thought that his decision would be met with people going, well, you had to do that <laughs> instead of, man, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's watchable. It's entertaining. I, I had no problems with it. Um, I fully recognize that it most likely is not highly accurate, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of it is there are transcripts of these things. So a lot of the dialogue is like, yeah, I heard all this. I know all this. <laughs> it's just it, weird. Where does it end? Like at what point in time is the end of the, uh, he gets fired. Okay. Like it's, it's shortly right after he gets fired is, is where it ends. So okay. it starts at the beginning of the email investigation. Uh, that's the first part. And then the second part is everything with Trump through him firing Comey. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it. it's weird to me because it, it the whole thing felt like anytime Jeff Daniels was on screen as Comey, it was like the dialogue and stuff was like almost borderline Sorkin-esque. Like it was mm-hmm. compelling and interesting and all this stuff. And then I felt like, like you were saying, there were scenes where it was like, okay, here are two people and James Comey is not in the room and they were just like... I am saying words now. This is the words that this person said. You know, and it's just like, what the fuck? I was like, I get Yeah, like they were auto-generated. Right. Like, yeah, it was just like, they were like, it was so bizarre. Like, it was so bizarrely yeah. acted for those people where it was just like, okay, I guess you just had to be in that scene to say a thing that was recorded that maybe you said and stuff. Yeah. So it just felt like, wow, that's not even remotely natural. <laughs> so yeah. it was just really strange. Like, yeah. Also, it, it felt like, I mean, you know, if you take it as like a completely as a work of fiction, it was like it was very strange because I I felt like it had an agenda and then it didn't and then it did and then it didn't because it was like certain people were like, okay, you're just like saying things that are like by the book. This is what you would say. Mm -hmm. And, you know like look at me i'm evil and I, I don't know there was just like there were certain things that i was like this is really strange like i can't figure out this thing's agenda honestly like yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day i cannot figure out like what the person made this actually thinks or whose side they were on or whatever you know like it's very bizarre well i th- i think the, the the line it tries to skate is that it goes out of its way and comey's gone out of his way to say this is mm-hmm. that he is completely non-political right but the but the thing about being so hardcore non-political is that you end up being very political. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's 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 odd. It's it's an odd thing. I do appreciate how much of just a fucking bitch they make Rod Rosenstein out to be. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and some of that has to be made up because they have totally like made up a a linking character who is kind of like weaving through some of the story and but my God, they make, <laughs> and it sounds like he's ten times more of a bitch in real yeah, life. Yeah, I was going to say, like everyone that watched it was like, and then some. Some about Rod Rosenstein came out like that week, and everyone's oh, like, the thing yeah. about he was the one saying, "Yeah, take the kids away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, "Man, the Comey thing was too easy on him." Yeah, but at the time, it was like, "Wow, <laughs> Comey didn't like this guy at all. He's a fucking bitch." Yeah, yeah turns and, out he's an and, evil uh, bitch. Him yeah. and Rince Priebus, or however the fuck you say his stupid ass name, it was just yeah. like the way they <laughs> he was treated throughout, the, like the way he was betrayed slash treated was fucking hilarious. My favorite oh, was holy. like, "You need me for anything, boss? <laughs> <laughs> what would I need you for?" So good. Oh my god! Everyone who starts working in that White House is portrayed like just the biggest fucking idiot. It's so good. They're all just like. Why is that bad? Why is this bad? Why is that illegal? I don't know. Did you know the president really is a big fan of interior design? Dear. Yeah. That's the thing. It was it was like 
there were times where I was just like, oh my god, like even I'm on your side, but fucking turn it down a notch of like your your agenda. And then the other side, I was like, but wait, what the fuck? This person's horrible too. And there's what I don't know. What the fuck is this thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a strange weird thing. Yeah. Um, it is. I don't know. History will look back on it and go, what? And we'll, we'll mostly be like, yeah, that's pretty much what, what was happening at the time. Yeah. Um, I, Brendan Gleeson is way better than I thought he would be as, as Trump. It's a pretty good portrayal. He's not, he's not acting like a crazy person, like in terms of wildly overacting. It's just the dialogue that he has to say is the stupidest shit. <laughs> but you also go, yeah, those are things that he said. I know he said them because mm-hmm. he's a fucking idiot. Um, and, and real quick, not even going to talk about it, but, uh, speaking of Brendan Gleeson, uh, all th- the seasons of Mr. Mercedes, which were like a direct TV exclusive show that vanished because they canceled that entire channel. Uh, <laughs> they just, they just deleted the channel. They were like, all this content's gone. Forget it. Uh, wow. Peacock picked up that show and it's streaming on Peacock. Now you should absolutely watch Mr. Mercedes. It's a great show. All right. Is it a guy about a guy that sells Mercedes? Nope. Oh, it's not. Hey, does it's, he, a, it's does, a lot worse. Does he does he rob a bank? No, oh. he's is, he's is a, he married to Mercedes Rule? No. God oh. damn it! Okay. He's a cop. He's a cop, and then a private detective. Oh. And there's spooky things going on. It's a Stephen Ooh. King show. It's spooky. Yeah. All right. So, so speaking of TV. <gasps> Yeah, uh, I started watching season two of The Boys, which I'm always oh. going to say as The Boys. Ah, oh, The Boys. Because that makes oh, it sound much nicer than what it actually is. Uh-huh. Man, that that show continues to be a tough watch episode to episode. I'm only, I'm only three in so far, so I'm not going to pass too much judgment on it. But it's kind of like, I think it's a lot like why I didn't get into wrestling. Because, follow me here, but I feel like every episode I watch, I feel worse than when I started watching it. Because I don't know if now is the time for me to be watching a show where people with unlimited power abuse it gleefully and get away with whatever they feel like getting away with. Yeah, that's not your thing. Yeah, um, but it's also kind of like 95% of the time is just shitty stuff happening. And you're just waiting for that 5% of the time where it's like, all right, here we go. Somebody's going to get their come. Something bad's going to happen to this bad person and I'm going to enjoy it. And I feel like that's like what wrestling is because all I ever see anyone do on Twitter or whatever is bitch about wrestling that, oh, the guy I hate won again. I hate this guy. Why is he keep winning? I hate him. You know, and it's like, why can't John Cena win anything? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like all it is is sad John Cena horn song every week you know <laughs> and then so finally like the slow said john cena song. yeah and everyone's waiting for the season finale of wrestlemania where it's suddenly like bah, 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 bah. he gets to beat somebody's ass you know but it's like he doesn't 90... get to win at wrestlemania either <laughs> yeah but and that's the thing like 95 percent of the time what you want to happen doesn't and i think that's what the this show is so much like is it's like you know, but you don't want to just give up on it because it's like, okay, then I just left in the middle of wallowing in shit. You know, it's like, no, I have to see this person get their shit wrecked because they're a shit person who needs to get their shit wrecked. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of, I don't know, I guess that's a prestige TV thing or something, but, you know, except this one's with way more heads exploding and shit like that. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you enjoyed the first season, it is more of that. And yeah, they're, uh, the guy Homelander, who's like their Superman analog, is continues to be like the biggest piece of shit possibly ever created for television or movies for that matter. He's And the guy who plays him plays him really well. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a compelling show, but man, it's just kind of like every episode I'm like, I don't want to watch another one of these. I I just want to like go to bed. So. That's how we got with wrestling. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but eventually and, we were like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that one where it was like, oh, 12 hours of WrestleMania. Fuck this forever now. Yeah, yeah. and all the bad guys won. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing <laughs> is, the it's like 
you can only string people along for so long. I mean, at least with a TV show, like it's like, all right, here's a season. And you know, like by episode seven or eight of that season, something's going to happen that you're going to be like, yes, finally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm having a lot of trouble enjoying it. And again, it may just be the mood of the world in general, but yeah, yeah. but it continues to be well-made and they've upped the Billy Joel references this season to like 11. They just, something Billy Joel has shown up in every episode so far. So I don't know what that entail, what that means, but is, is he one of the boys? No. Oh, there's not like a super Billy Joel. <laughs> What's your superpower? Uh, Not yet. Ob- obviously, Piano Man. <laughs> that would be the Superman. That would be Superman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm only three episodes in, so I'll I'll update you, Chuck. If we please, let me know if, if we make it up. through the season. Yeah. Okay. Get some late '80s Joel. <laughs> yeah. Though I will note, like Amazon's Prime Video app, at least on my Android TV, is just shit. Yeah. Like they, they like, are. They all kind of are. Yeah. There are there is a. Uh, there are two characters who speak in sign language and they subtitle it except it was defaulting to like German subtitles for no reason whatsoever. It's like, you know where I live, you ship me my stuff every freaking other day. You know, I'm not German. And so put, give me my shit in English. Like it, yeah, their, their app's terrible. Like I, I hate it so much. Well, I also hate that it like everything is like here's the HD copy. Now go find the 4K copy somewhere else. It's like why mm-hmm. is it yeah. separate things? Just play the best quality that's available, yeah. like everything else. I mean, God, Bezos, just take a billion, take take one of your five hundred thousand billions that you have, mm-hmm. and just go, hey, fix streaming, fix your shit, just fix it. Here's a fix billion it. dollars. I just don't think I've ever figured it out. None of the other services are like, yeah, here's a separate entry yeah. for a different quality of. You yeah, know, it's, it's like, like what? It's like Jeff. I'll do it for a hundred million. All right. I'm going to save you $900 million. I'll do it for a hundred million and I'll fix it for you. Yeah. But whatever. I got nothing coming out of that, but, um, (laughs) of course not. uh, (laughs) So I got one thing real quick. Um, so there's a short ish film on Hulu called John Bronco. It is the Walton Goggins tale of the character who, the Ford Bronco is named after it's all it's a mockumentary it's all made up Mm -hmm. it's bullshit it's a 37 minute Ford commercial is what it is basically Uh, but there are some good mockumentary jokes in it Uh, Tim Meadows is in it he's got some good stuff Uh, Walton Goggins just fucking nails it he's doing the accent and uh, yeah it's 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 kind of a Will Ferrell-esque thing it's kind of one of those things where it's just this character who's a man child and can't handle wealth or whatever um and there's a lot of really bad photoshopped images of putting walton goggins in celebrity photos that you're aware of like real bad so bad <laughs> like unbelievably bad love it um <laughs> but uh yeah there there's there's some some good jokes in there um so if you just need a half hour of walton goggins doing that um and you've already run through the righteous gemstones. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what is this? And where is this? What? It's called John Bronco. It's on Hulu. Okay. All right. Yeah. It ostensibly was supposed to be just this fun fake documentary, but it's really just a Ford commercial because they're relaunching the Bronco. So mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how this happened. That's slightly disappointing to hear, but it, yeah, it's I. It's a. It's such a strange thing. I. I'm not quite sure how it came about. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but the, okay, so the other thing I had, and I know Harlow's watched this also, the uh, the Westering West Wing reunion uh, that's on HBO Max. Which, so I knew that thing was coming out. I never knew what it was until the day it launched. I did not know it was a it, they were reacting a classic episode of the West Wing on a stage. I thought for some reason that Sorkin had written a new thing and was just pretending like all these characters still work in the White House, and here's a new story. Um, it is not that it is a episode from season three that they just redo. Um, is that however, a good thing? it is for me. I fucking love the West wing. And I, I, I realize that the, the popular opinion on the internet these days is that Sorkin sucks. And his version of idealized politics is the reason we're in the shit where we are right now. 
I don't fucking care. I think that the West Wing is a great like workplace comedy that just happens to be in the world of politics. And those characters are great. And seeing them again fall right back into their characters after, I don't know, 20 years, I think. Um, it was it was pretty emotional um, for someone who just thinks that show is, is well acted and well written and emotional in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so just seeing them all back and doing it again was was really good. Um, there. It, this was basically a special to promote voting. It's it's partnered with this nonprofit organization that Michelle Obama started. It's supposed to be bipartisan. Um, so there's a lot of these like commercial breaks of people just talking heads, just talking about voting, doing little Sorkin skit of some kind. Uh, but there's one with Sam Jackson and it is really good. Like I'm surprised they haven't clipped that out and put that out there. It's like, you need to watch Sam Jackson Yep. be mad at you for not voting because it is a really good, it is a really good motivation of, I don't want to disappoint Sam Jackson. <laughs> if, if you, if you, if you like the West wing, you should, and you haven't watched this by now, uh, you should, you should totally watch this. I have never watched the West wing. Okay. Well, sorry. You maybe should one day. It, it's a nice thing. It's a nice, good thing. Mm. So, uh yeah that's all i got okay i uh i started fargo season four i have not watched any of the other seasons of fargo what <laughs> i don't know why jen wanted to watch it I, I guess like the chris rock commercials sold her or something i don't know but uh I'm... okay yeah it's <laughs> i mean they're not connected but okay i, I yeah i i'm aware of that because it's set in the 50s yeah in like st louis uh-huh. And not Fargo. The other seasons aren't really set in Fargo either. The movie wasn't set in Fargo. <laughs> they were going to Fargo. At least it had Fargo tie. They were going to sure. Fargo. Yeah. The, yeah. the show is basically, Fargo is like a state of mind. It is just, yeah. it is like a, it is a Coen Brothers tribute. It has. Yeah. That That's yeah. how the first three seasons were anyway. They were mm-hmm. heavily just, hey, do you like the Coen Brothers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this is their Miller's Crossing season would be my guess because it's all gangster stuff okay and uh thus far it's been it's been good it's definitely there's they've figured out that mixture that has the you know like just the very incredibly serious stuff and then just the absurd stupidity that can happen out of that that is kind of like a cohen's trademark thing so it's definitely aping that, but it's, I'm still not sure because the, the prologue that they have, which is a very extended prologue sequence before they finally get to the main credits in the very first episode is fantastic. Like it is like, it could be its own little thing. And then after that, the show has just kind of meandered so much and not giving you the information you need for so long that it's being four episodes in so far out of, I want to say eight might be 10. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it always seems to be eight or 10 these days, or if you're an asshole on HBO nine, but um, (laughs) you know, I'm almost halfway through and it's kind of like, where's any of this going? You know, it's like you've set up a couple things, but you seem to have kind of resolved them already. And Yeah. yeah, it's, it's that's odd, part but, of the TV show. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but Chris Rock is surprisingly good being non comedic mm-hmm. in it, and I was not, you know, I was expecting the normal Chris Rock, but it kind of the variation he's doing on that works really well for the character he's portraying. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a damn well made show. Like it's one of those kind of like that, you know, like when you talked about Umbrella Academy, Harlow, where it's like it's like kind of like. You know, someone who has a vision and kind of isn't just, all right, I guess it's time for another season of Fargo. You know, they're not doing that. It's like, okay, we have this story to tell. What is the most compelling way to tell it? And what is the most compelling way to film it and, you know, edit it and everything else that, you know, it's it's something I can appreciate even if I, even if I go, yeah, that nothing really happened this episode. <laughs> At least I can go, yeah, but that was really well put together 
for nothing happening. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, it does to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a uh, couple of questions. Uh, how mm-hmm. have, how is Timothy Oliphant? He's great. Okay. He always is. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's not in it as much as you think, unfortunately, at least not yet. I, I kind of figured he wasn't. He doesn't really show up until like the very end of the first episode. Okay. And yeah, but he has one speech that he gives to these fucking gangsters. That's like, Jesus Christ. That's so good. <laughs> um, I, I hope if you end up liking this season at the very least, watch the first two seasons. Okay. The first two seasons are really, really strong. Yeah. My understanding was the first one was basically let's remake the movie, but we're changing things. Kind of. You think that's what it's doing. Yeah. But it's not. Okay. Uh, and then the second season, its own thing. Third season is kind of this esoteric. It, they're going. Nobody for, seems to talk about the third season at all. It's because it's it it sucks. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's it's those it's those Coen brother movies that no one talks about. It's the like ones Barton that are Fink. just like it, it. Even less than it's like the man who wasn't there. It's that level of just bleak nothingness happening, mm-hmm. and it just it's so unsatisfying whereas the first two seasons were so different and the first two seasons keep doing this thing where it's like oh now it's this you know like mm-hmm. pick pick your coen brothers movie they they are very specifically there are moments where it's like oh okay we're doing the miller's crossing thing here now mm-hmm. all right i'm okay with that you yeah. know um and there are moments where they will just randomly kick in the dramatic fargo music and it is so good. Like that music could be used for almost any dramatic situation that, that the, the, like the main credit sequence that, that just this, it's that build of the Fargo theme. Like you know, when Carter you hear Burrell's from the movie, yes. you, okay. you'll, yeah. When you hear it, you'll go, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fargo's happening. <laughs> There's Fargo. about. Yes. That's Fargo. I, yes. I, 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 there's some Fargo happening. <laughs> Good crop of Fargo's coming in this year. So yes. So so when I watch that first season, when I hear the music, I should lean over and nudge Jen and be like, "That's Fargo." <laughs> yes. Well, okay. that's Fargo. <laughs> yeah, but I think Bob Odenkirk's in the first season, and uh, yeah. Billy Bob. Yes, also. Which was a get at the time. Everyone was like, wow, you got Billy Bob to do this. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess you got Billy Bob to do this. <laughs> he's good in it. It, it. He doesn't seem like, oh, shit, I'm doing a television show now. He's yeah. He's doing well. So That's good, because well, that seems to be all he does now. <laughs> I mean... That and you know Bulgarian straight to video things like right. being in the movie for five minutes is some guy in Washington or whatever. Yeah, well, was, I mean, that's the name the of thing. his Amazon show, hmm? Goliath. Is sure. that the name of his I Amazon think show? So okay, okay. Yeah. I just I, they run those commercials constantly on Amazon, and I'm just like, <laughs> should we watch Goliath? I don't know. I... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like someone like Billy Bob, like aside from you know take Armageddon out of the mix. And basically the movies he makes, they just don't make as movies anymore. They make them as TV shows. Right. So he kind of had nowhere else to go. I would so take a 10 episode sling later right now. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Are we going to watch would, that show right now? <laughs> but they would do the dumb thing of like, it would take four episodes for him to get out of the, <laughs> the institution. <laughs> you would barely see him. It would just be other characters talking about sling blade. <laughs> I know his name's not Sling Blade, whatever. <laughs> his name is Kaiser Blade. His name was Carl Sling Blade, right? I mean, that was... Yes. Right. Carl Sling Blade. Yeah, Sling Blade. It's all in the pronunciation. Yeah. It's like Sausage <sighs> Taster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah. just like that. Or Frank Oswipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys got anything else? Or are we uh, we done for our variety week? Yeah, I think I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe I ran through everything. I'm, I'm watching all the Halloween movies right now. So yeah, yeah, I've been you've been surprisingly tweet low on those. 
tweet low. Yeah, like I expected you. Like you're you're already on like Halloween six, and you've yeah. only tweeted like eight or nine things. I those movies have been talked to death. It's the reason I never made videos of them. It's like who gives a shit about my opinion of Halloween? It's it's not going to be rad. If, if well, I have Chuck, a radically different opinion of a Halloween movie than than the rest of the people, I will let people know. But so you far, you should it's say been, Halloween three sucks. And then I'd, see, like, the internet be like, oh, you just don't get it. It's because Michael Myers isn't in it. I don't I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Michael Halloween 3 is awesome? It's fine. It's good. Oh. It's a good film. Okay. I've never seen it, so. No, Chuck. Oh. I don't think you understand. Should I watch it? Should I see it? Should I see Halloween 3? Nobody watch else. Halloween 3. Yeah, Should I watch nobody all else appreciates Halloween 3. Should I watch yeah, all no. the Halloween or... Uh no, you should not watch all of them, <laughs> dude. Okay, the first one is still so good. Well, I've seen you the first watch, one. You I've should watch one through three. Okay, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay, Halloween, I'll get back to you. Okay, I'll watch yeah, those, no. that one. Those four. Well, you didn't like the Blumhouse one, right? No, was it I didn't. Blumhouse did yes. the modern one. Yeah, yeah, I did not like it. That's a bummer. That's yeah, a bummer. but a lot of people <laughs> seem to. But the, yeah, not your thing. It'll it'll be in, now that I'm watching it. I'll watch it again in context of having watched all these others and see if my opinion changes on it because mm-hmm. I was so far removed from all the other films when I did watch it. But I think my problems with that film will still stay the same. I think that film is stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if all these other ones that suck wear me down to the point where I just want someone to try to make a good one again, maybe it'll go up in my mind. Um and I've never seen the Rob Zombie ones, so that's when I get there, it's going to be a, a treat. <laughs> Wait, those, I thought that was the ones you were talking about. What? No, no the brand new one. Oh, the new ones. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Did they just make the one? They, they, uh, they, they made the second, but they pushed the release back to next year. Yeah, they're making two more. Okay. These are the Danny McBride co-written ones, which still... Danny McBride, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> So I think I've seen the first Rob Zombie one. I think I've seen the original one and then the remake, and I think that's the only Halloweens I've seen. You might be all right. <laughs> I think watching one and two back to back is still a good time. Okay, the, that's yeah. the, those two are meant to be watched back to back, since it's just a direct continuation of the exact same story. So, um, so it's like Friday the Thirteenth. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, those movies respect continuity. <laughs> oh, this one, Halloween does not? Halloween 1 and 2 absolutely do. Uh, doesn't, Halloween wait, doesn't Friday the 13th like do the Star Trek thing? Isn't 4, 5, and 6 connected, but then otherwise, no? Like, isn't that where like the whole Tommy Friday, Jarvis thing I thought Friday the 13th, is? the first three were like, basically, all right, here's the next day. Oh, uh, 1 through 6 are all kind of connected, but they fuck it up. Okay. Like, they always just fuck it up. It's always... <laughs> It's always this was yesterday, but also it's five years later. And <laughs> mm. okay, yeah. I thought I just thought four, five, and six. It was like it was all Tommy Jarvis, like little kid well, yeah. to bigger to you know, like now he's full grown and he's like a, the Jason Killer or whatever, you know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, four, five, and six definitely is an arc, but it's not a very good one, <laughs> especially since five ends with Tommy Jarvis being the new Jason, and then six is like, nah, forget that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, because Halloween 4 does the same thing of just like, now this person's the killer, and you're like, oh, and then the next one's like, nah, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'll be interested to hear what you think of the Rob Zombie ones, because that was just during that whole like Platinum Dunes era of horror movies that is just not my thing at all. Nope. I keep hearing good things about the only one that I hear decent stuff about is the Friday the 13th remake, if only because like the first three movies are condensed into like the first 20 minutes. I will never understand why people like that. I, yeah. I literally push stop on it. I rented the DVD from Blockbuster, push stop 40 minutes into it and was like, I never want to watch another second of this. Really? This is trash. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll get back to it one day, but yeah. I could I, I not I own it, it because I bought that giant pack at some point where it was $13. So, yeah. I have it on Hulu somewhere. Spooky. I think I, <laughs> I I thought that one was all right. Or, or Voodoo, know, sorry. As far as they go. Yeah, but like like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake was just like, oh man, fuck everything about this. Like Nightmare on Elm Street was garbage. Yeah, yeah, like like all of them. Like it, I just that Platinum Dunes era just didn't do anything for me. No, nope. like I'm, I'm trying to even think. Was there anything that was good out of that whole? Not in 
Not as far as like the properties that they bought. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they did something independent that I'm not thinking of. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good. Because I want to say they also did the wrong turn movies, which are trash. Yeah. So <laughs> two things Michael Bay doesn't understand. Comedy and <laughs> horror, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he finances it. Doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Platinum Dunes did Bumblebee and A Quiet Place and The Purge. So, Yeah. The Purge. I haven't seen but any like, of those either. But they did that Amityville Horror remake, which, no, not good. <laughs> you can list a okay. Bamcast extra for that. <laughs> yeah, you guys have seen like 55 Amityville movies. Are any of them good? Yes, two is yeah. sort of good. Two's, I like two a lot. <laughs> two is two good. Two is the good one. Two is good. The one with the garage sale is interesting because it sets in motion everything else afterwards. <laughs> oh, wait, so there's Amityville garage sale? Yes. Mm-hmm. Amityville 4 is them just selling all the shit out of the Amityville house and then for the rest of the actual movies, it's like, here's a thing that was in the Amityville house, and it's spooky. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a spooky cuckoo clock or something? There was a spooky cuckoo clock. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like The Ring, except Amityville, you were just passing yeah. off items just, from the house. Instead any, of... any fucking kn- knickknacks that were in the Amityville house are now spooky. I, I think yeah. the Ryan Reynolds Amityville horror is better than the original Amityville horror. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that was the agreement we made. Yeah. That first Amityville horror is real bad. Yeah. It is a bad film. It's so bad it makes the second one, which probably is also a bad film, but the second one is actually doing interesting things because it's directed by an Italian who is doing some weird-ass camera shit. Uh, uh, so we'll go down to my dying day swearing that that's where they got the character model for Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Is that kid in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> probably not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, And it's like a weird version of like, up to a certain point, it's also like cocaine Dirk Diggler as he becomes demon possessed. <laughs> and then at a certain point, it's like, okay, it's no longer Dirk Diggler because he's a full on fucking demon now. But, you know, like, like slowly, slowly through the progression, it's like Dirk Diggler getting addicted to cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Whatever. Yeah. All Two's right. pretty interesting. Yeah. It's a movie. Um, yeah, it is. Correct. <laughs> Well, verified. High praise. It's a movie. <laughs> Love hey, it. That's the kind of analysis you get on Bamcast Extra. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, anyway, see you next week. <laughs> it's a movie. Boy, that has encouraged me to pay a dollar on the Patreon at patreon.com/bmfcast. You can too. Yeah, and all that hot content where we identify things as movies or not movies right. uh, can be yours as well. Yeah. So you guys are six months ahead. There is that what it about uh, what it is the the Ooh. first pandemic episode just went up on the main feed okay so the so very first like episode months ahead yeah the the first episode we did remotely mm-hmm. um which i believe is iron eagle 3 <laughs> you're right yeah yeah so yeah enjoy us being like well we're at home i don't know how long this is gonna last <laughs> yeah yeah, you could journey through time if you're on the main feed for yeah, free. You, you can but listen, if you to, want you it can early. listen to Hope Die as we slowly realize that we're <laughs> yeah, in this forever. Have you guys done episode 200 yet, or is that the next one? That's the next one. Okay, good deal. But yeah, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. You can get the, uh, for just a dollar, get ahead by nine months. Also, uh, at the $5 level, we've got extra bonus shows, uh, Doctor Who You, and the archives, I believe, for some of the shows that died along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure, yes yes uh, the initial the initial patreon pitch we were like ambitious as hell we were so hardcore <laughs> it, it lasted a few months of some of them it's like, all right we launched like <laughs> we had like four shows i want to say it was yeah yeah we're, we're done oh, we were the... all like and i'll do this on my own and you'll do this one on your own and then all of us were like and we just talking by ourselves is that sucks <laughs> it's exhausting yeah I made it a dozen episodes into mine, and then I just hated editing it too much. But anyway, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash bmfcast. It's yeah. worth it. Otherwise, if you want to write us, write at bmf at bmfcast.com. It. it is. Listen, some patrons are just like, we'll thank you virtually. And it's like, no, I want something for my dollar. And we give them that. We sure do. Yeah. And some virtual things. Yes. And uh-huh. virtual things, of course. But yeah, uh, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to virtually speak to us, <laughs> write us at bmf at bmfcast.com. Uh, you could also call us 
on the Garfield phone and have your voice virtually broadcast to us <laughs> at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Otherwise, go to bmfcast.com. Everything you need is on the right-hand side of the page. Discord, Twitter, Facebook. Don't bother because we don't post Facebook because Facebook sucks. Um, but otherwise, you want to find us anywhere, go to whatever it is slash bmfcast, and chances are we have an account set up. So, And seriously, consider coming to the Discord. We've got a, a pretty good group in there, but I'm always anxious for more people to dip in and you know throw their craziness out in... I, w- I want some more brands of crazy in the in the Discord. Mm-hmm. I, I want more fans coming in with their hot takes. <laughs> we, we've had some good discussions about stuff. Abs- absolutely, but I'm you know, I know there's more of them out there. Yeah, we've even somehow allowed an anime zone to be in there that I have muted, so I don't oh, go I in muted there. That so so I don't hard, know what happens? But <laughs> all I know, you know is I, BJ and I have to tap the sign whenever they start <laughs> weaving out in all the other rooms. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this body pillow's on sale on yeah. Prime Day. So Hold on, get your, to the anime room. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your creeping weave away from us. <laughs> creeping. You get the hell out of here. <laughs> and take your creeping weave with you. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah we do. Like, like, and that's the thing is, we. It's. I'm shocked at how civil we keep it in there. Because there's some days I walk in and I'm just like, I'm going to be an asshole. And everyone's like, nah, it's cool, man. Yeah. Well, I think we've got I, th- I think we've got a group that understands us mm-hmm. and they know not to push our buttons on things like there's some jokey stuff that they will obviously hit us on for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's usually Jens and, and J-Mac are yeah. tag teaming us on some dumb opinion, but most people know exactly who we are and, and our thought process on things. So there's not a lot of just unpleasantness. Yeah, but we still get some good discussions about. Oh sure, movies and stuff going on, and video games and every basically everything under the sun at this point. So, yeah, it's a good crew. I like them. Good crew. Yep. So, so anyway, yeah. Shall we get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. We shall. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.